Mercer Island High School has dozens of teachers, but when you tune into 88.9 The Bridge, you're mostly listening to students' voices. From Breakfast on the Bridge, to student-led shows, to live sports broadcasts, there's lots to hear from the students on 88.9. But once upon a time, in the studios of KMIH, one student made it his mission to put the teachers on the air. Take your seat, maybe grab some of that Keurig coffee in the corner. But don't tell anyone, because you're in the teacher's lounge with your host, Dylan Show. Welcome back to Breakfast on the Bridge. This is your host, Dylan Show on 88.9 The Bridge. And today, I'd like to kick off the new segment of this show, where, I'm, where I call it the teacher's lounge. So today, I'm sitting down with what, what I believe is one of the all-time greats, dare I say, legend here at MIHS. And that... <laughs> I truly mean it. And that is the wonderful Mr. Randolph. He, teach, he teaches AP literature and AP psychology. And as a little bit of context of how I know him, I took his psychology class last year and truly had a blast going to his class four days a week, learning about the intricacies of the mind. So, Mr. Randolph, you are one of those teachers that people get to talking about when it comes to class registration for the upcoming year, especially for your psychology class. For me, it was my brother who spoke highly of your teaching in the class. And now a year later, I get to talk to you about your career and interests. But here's how the teacher's lounge works. We're going to start with your childhood and move on to becoming and being a teacher and then mm. end with right now and the future. But first, to break the ice a little bit, since in your class you talk about your Missouri upbringing, I'm going to put you on the spot with a little Missouri trivia to start. You ready? Yeah, and it's, it's an honor to be on. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with this one. You ready? What soft drink was invented in Missouri? <laughs> what soft drink was invented in Missouri? Yes. Um, I have no clue. Let me, I'll take a terrible guess. Um, Let's do it. Dr. Pepper. No, 7-Up. Was it really? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. So the product, originally named Bib Label Lithiated Lemon Lime Soda, yeah. was launched two weeks before the Wall Street crash of 1929 and contained lithium citrate, a mood-stabilizing drug, oh, yeah. until 1948. <laughs> Yeah, so right. there you go. Right, right. I should have guessed that. The hometown, the when home I got state. when I got sick, my mom used to just feed me Seven Up. Exactly. So I'd pretend to be sick all the time. Yeah, my mom would give me a Sprite. Or when we were in New York a few years back, uh, whenever I was tired, she'd just be like, "Here's a Coke. Here's a Coke. <laughs> just feed me a Coke from some random grocery store in like Times Square or something." <laughs> That's awesome. That was always her method. That's great. So thank you for coming on. Uh, I want to start a little bit with. Um, your childhood. So this is a universal question. I'm going to ask every teacher on awesome. this show. That's a great uh, idea. As a kid, were you the class clown or the diligent student? Oh, I was the balance between those the two. Balance. Yeah, the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the balance. My, you knew my, when to turn it on and turn it off. So, so for senior superlative, my best friend won class clown, and it always upset me. He <laughs> beat me out. Um, but yeah, I was. Uh, I was somewhere in between. I was diligent and involved, but I was also a, a, a yokester. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was your go-to move in the class to like get people laughing? Was oh, it to make gosh. fun of the teacher or a little interruption? No, no, or? no, no, no. I was always on the teacher's side, which is, you know, kind Did you go to public anti. or private school? Public school. Okay. Rockbridge High School. So a little more leeway with being a jokester. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, no, I got along well with the teachers. I really enjoyed my teachers. Probably one of the reasons <laughs> I became a teacher. They were all pretty cool. Um, but no, I was not a, I was not the class clown that like, tried to oh, oh you know i had my moments the worst the probably the worst thing i did we 
we had a Japanese class that shared a collapsible wall with the German class. And we, okay. uh, when things, when the, then the, our Japanese teacher at that time was a different teacher that I, that I came up with. She was brand new and we were terrible. And, uh, we used to sing, uh, tears for shears, tears for fears, shout yeah. through the window or through the door. And the German class would join in and we would have a, <laughs> a group shout, shout, yeah. let it all out across the collapsible wall. And that was probably the, the, the one time that I was doing things that was not helpful to the teacher. Okay. Although I thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to hop right into another one. So yeah. what do you personally believe is the absolute best part of being a teacher? What is the absolute worst part of being a teacher? Anything I'll really start goes? with worst just cause I always tell students I get paid to grade. That's the one thing I don't really enjoy. I don't like, I like reading papers. I don't like to rank them or give them a, a score. Um, and I certainly don't like compiling grades and assigning a student a, a letter grade. I, I hate that part. I hate the mm -hmm. whole navigation of grades. So I get paid for that part. Everything else I really enjoy. I like I like creating lessons. Um, I like trying to find new ways of making it interesting. I definitely love the class time. I love being in front of students. And I love what students bring when you give them an opportunity to add to the conversation. Yeah, one of my favorite parts was in yeah. the psych class when people would bring things from they noticed from their life and they'd yeah. be like, I don't think this is going to be like in the, like, I don't know if this relates. And then you're like, no, no, it totally does. And yeah. then you like dive in and you take that and yeah. you apply it to the course. And I think that's why people really value the psychology classes because you value what the kids are saying. And that way it makes it this mutual respect and value for um, each other in the relationship of trying to do well in this class and understand the material. So. Well, I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say, and I'm glad you recognize no, that I, yeah, as I a student. Think that. Because I, I do think that, uh, I mean, the classroom is a dynamic. It's not one person. Um, I like it best when I'm orchestrating conversation rather than, than leading it. Um, but yeah, that, I love that part. I love what students bring to the class. I love getting to know students and uh, and, and one of the cool things about teaching literature and psychology is I'm allowed to do that, right? I really get to know students and they get to understand themselves better through these two very distinct disciplines. Yeah. I also enjoy summers off. Um, that yeah. is what you've said. I, I do I enjoy that. that. I didn't know. I, I think when I first, I think I told you all when I first went into my teacher school, they asked us, why did you come to the teacher? And I like raised my hand and I was diligent. I was like, oh, it's like grad school. I was such a nerd. And I was like, oh. I got into it because I love learning and I love people. And then uh, <laughs> this dude raised his hand and said, summer's off. And I hadn't yet really been in the workforce. Now that I am, there there is a value in that too. Like having this designated time where you have no work to think about is a really, that's a refreshing yeah. thing that teachers, I think, take for granted. It's daunting. Well, we don't yeah. take it for granted. It's daunting when you think about, like, <clears throat> I've thought about this because, like, when you're, going to graduate high school and then after college you're like oh when i find a job i'm working this job every day yeah. of my life yeah. with you know weekends and certain time yeah. like a two week or whatever amount of time off but you know with teachers i feel like you guys put up through you, do. you know the terrible stuff to get that and earn that summer off you do it, it is and, it is an yeah. earning you you earn it for sure but it is nice that on july 16th i'm not thinking about anything yeah you know other than myself and and My the AP kids. exam scores. Yeah, I do Fourth actually. I check those. I, you know what? <laughs> I have been on a boat <laughs> two years in a row and gotten it, text messages. Last, year too? last three years in a row, wow. I think. And Eric Goldhammer has been texting yeah. me. 
And I'm like having a great day. And then Eric texts me, did you see the scores? And then I'm like <laughs> checking the scores on a yeah. boat. I'm not even joking. Exactly. That's happened like a couple of times the last few years. Yeah. Anyway. So talking about, so you're a teacher now, obviously. Yeah. I want to like kick back into, I wouldn't say way back when, because then it makes it sound like you're old or something. So I, I don't want to say that. Uh, last year, so when I had your class, I got, to little, I got to learn a little bit about your career journey. And if I'm not mistaken, you said at one point uh, what you wanted to do was be either a weatherman or yeah. you were in radio at one point. We were talking yeah. about it before we went on. So tell me about those two aspirations and how they led you into the room just a few doors down teaching high schoolers. Yeah, nicely put, Dylan. Um, let me think. So when I went into, um, when I was in college, before I went into college, I was curious about broadcasting. I, um, like you do, I, I did radio in, in high school. In high school, really? Yeah, I did I did That's radio awesome. for my junior and senior year. I, I, so I'm... I'm I missed out on making the basketball team. Everybody ahead of me was better. You didn't make the Michael Jordan comeback? No. no I, it was like actually during my sophomore year that I, that I broke my wrist. And I, I was like, I'm done. Uh, everybody <laughs> was ahead of me. There's four guys on my team that played college. Like it was, wow. it, and they were runners up for state, which was cool because what I ended up doing was color commentating alongside a guy named Rod Kelly, who was the MU uh, uh, color uh, commentator. So, University of Missouri for some background. Anyway, he was my mentor. He did play-by-play. Play play. I did color throughout my high school career. And then when I went to college, I thought I wanted to get into broadcasting, uh, broadcast journalism. Anyway, that interest quickly dissipated um, mm. when I got into college and I started studying and reading more. I became more of an interest, had a greater interest. Were in you literature. distracted by things that were more interesting when you actually I just, got to college? I just or? started to like reading more. I okay. liked books and stories. and um, I mean, I did uh, journalism in high school as well. Uh, so I was in the newspaper. I was an editor. And then, um, and I was going to go down the journalism path, but then I quickly discovered that I liked fiction more than I liked reality, I guess. I, although <laughs> fiction is more real in some respects. Anyway, so I went down that path. I did in college. I also had a radio gig. Uh, I got paid for a while to be uh, the sports guy on a morning show, which was cool too. Yeah. And then when I got out of college, um, uh, yeah, a weatherman also interests me. I, I took a lot of classes in meteorology. I just dig it. When I got out of college, I, um, Thought for a second I wanted to own a restaurant. I got in, I worked in a restaurant for a couple of years. Uh, decided that I didn't want to do that. And um, when I got rejected from a number of writing programs, creative writing programs, about six of them, they were all like the top six. Of course, that's only ones I applied to. <laughs> so stupid. But anyway, I got rejected from those schools, and um, I realized when I was reading my letter that what I was when I was writing to go to these schools that my real interest was to teach. It wasn't just writing. And so I went back and I applied to master's programs in teaching. That's what I ended up doing. Yeah. So it was a bit of trial and error you were trying. Yeah. To yeah. I didn't know and... initially I wanted to be a teacher until I discovered that that's what I was writing about wanting yeah. to do. And th I've always admired teachers. I've always, I loved my professors at university of Florida. A couple of them I really connected with. And then ever since then, I just, I've always appreciated uh, people who are mentors and teachers. Yeah. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. So hopefully I'm not suggesting to myself that my interest in broadcast journalism is going to dissipate. It won't. <laughs> no, 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 man. It's a, that's no, a, this, I'm just a, I'm messing this medium has had a rebirth. Yeah. I mean, podcasting's changed. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, there was a dead period, but it is definitely, and not really a dead period, but it. It waned a little bit. It yeah. is back. Radio is definitely on the back end, but the podcasting is a different oh, way to kind of no, format no, no. that. They, they, they can go hand in hand for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good gig. Yeah. I was listening, I listen to talk radio on the way to work. You listen day. to this one? 
I have, yeah, yeah. I, I usually listen to the guys on you know ESPN on seven ten. Yeah, seven ten. Yeah. I had a friend that was in a writing group with me who was on there for years. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to really thank you for coming on. We have some more topics to get to. Super Bowl predictions. Who who do you got? Just a well. So I grew up in Missouri. Uh, yeah. Kansas City's always been my second favorite team. Um, always. Okay. But the ro- it's been a rotating cast of first favorite teams. Yeah. Yeah, when I grew up in St. Louis, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. It's the Rams. Anyway, they moved. now it's obviously the Hawks. It has been for years. But yeah. uh, I, I've i been telling people all along, you don't bet against Kansas City. They look just like greatness. the Patriots. It's greatness. Patriots were never. People hate greatness, man. The Patriots were never the favorite the year that they win the Super Bowl again <laughs> and again and again. And people forget that. People yeah. were talking about Tom Brady being finished six years before he was done. Anyway, same thing with Kansas City. They're like, yeah. oh, it can't possibly be again. And yeah, then the become, offense isn't good enough. You yeah, know, and blah, then blah, it blah. becomes conspiracy theories about Taylor Swift whenever yep. they yep. blow everybody out. She's going to be the guest appearance. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. They're like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't end. Well, from from judging from that, I think you're you're definitely in the Kansas City camp. I am. I think, uh, and I, I want them to win, too. So yeah, that's I'm, I'm, I'm not homer. rooting for anybody. I think Kansas City's going to win. You know, people hate greatness. People hate the next great quarterback, the next um, – Tom Brady, I will say, with Patrick Mahomes. So I got Kansas City. I'm rocking with them. Make sure to stay tuned. Don't turn that dial on our next upcoming segment for the next 10 minutes. It's going to be about the Super Bowl. Do you remember the song you're going to play, Groove is in the Heart by D-Light? Unfortunately, I do. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's the, it's the I've 90s never, club banger Oh, man. I've never, I've never really liked this song. Really? But I, and I love music. You know that. Come on. Oh, Lord. Wow. What a way to end the interview. Okay, I, I'm here. just being real. <laughs> Thank you for always being real. Thank you for being my teacher last year. Thank you for being Thanks. a great resource. Hey, you're an awesome too. student. Thank Nolan. you. I really it's appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. It. Thank you for coming on. This Thanks is for me. Groove is in the Heart by D-Light, Mr. Randolph's least favorite song ever. <laughs>